podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan Extra podcast here at a very sunny Selhurst Park. The first pod of the new season for Palace have beaten Toulouse 4-1. Was it 4-1? I think it was 4-1. Um, and I'm here with two absolute legends of the modern game. It's of course Mr Adam Sells. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good man. And returning to the pod, it's Sky Sports' Michael Bridge. How are you, mate? Very good, yeah. Nice to see you. Good. And you've been working today, of course? Yes. The, uh, did a few lives before the game and then did some post-match with the, with the players after and uh, ready for Thursday now. Deadline day, of course. Yes. And you'll be the man for Sky down at uh, Cope's Cope. So I'm told. So I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, um, Selzy, how you been? How's your summer been? Um, busy, 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 busy. Yeah. No, no time off. Time off. Football, football, well, you haven't football, had a holiday in about no, 20 years, have you? I went in 1999 last time, so I didn't think there was any point in messing it up this year, <laughs> well, yeah. especially with all the things that are going on, so uh, it's crazy, yeah. OK, we might come on to those at some point, but let's talk about Palace winning today. final pre-season, Selzy. They, they rolled over, really, a, a fairly poor Toulouse team, apart from that first sort of 20 minutes where it looked a little bit sort of rusty, didn't it? I think it's quite difficult to find uh, an opponent who is really... Um, suited in these situations because Toulouse were a very good technical team, very good on the ball, players that could play, but we completely overpowered them really on the set plays and stuff. It was nothing like a, a Premier League encounter in that respect because for all their, their neat football, every time we put the ball in the box, I think in the first half we won every single header that went in their box and, uh, and obviously the set plays. As has been sort of highlighted during the World Cup, you know, 50% of the goals come from those and they couldn't defend them. So uh, once we got level, there was only ever going to be one winner, to be honest. Yeah, actually, I was sitting with my old man, JD Senior, uh, during the game and uh, we were talking about Palace winning every header from, from attacking corners. Is that something this season, Michael, you think actually could be a bonus for us or something to sort of focus on? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd say is, like, whatever you see in pre-season, it just quickly gets forgotten about. You just, <laughs> it, it's, I find pre-season so hard, you it's know. Bec- practice matches. It is, and then you see things, you say, oh, that's looking good, that's looking good, and then let's hope they do it against Fulham next week. Yeah. So, yeah, you say, yeah, that looks a bit different. This looks between, like, Benteke, like we were saying, weren't we? Like, he's, even though it was pre-season, just that goal, yeah. how crucial could that be and I've literally just spoken to him and he, he was really he was full of beans and you know we talk about Toulouse being a poor side but for him he just needed a goal yeah so but it all starts back to normal next Saturday where none of this really counts as horrible <laughs> as horrible as it sounds when no, you're 4-1 it doesn't count okay cool well, thanks for listening to the pod everyone we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week well, but it's been a, it's been a positive pre-season though Palace and surely that counts for something doesn't it 
Well, it's nice if you see people like Soleil coming through or showing a little bit more and a little bit more. But until you, you know, until as Bridgie says, you're testing yourself against the best, it's just. I can remember when we finished third in 1990-91 season. There was a behind closed doors game at the training ground the week before the season, and I was. I'm going to say fortunate. I'm going to say unfortunate <laughs> enough to be there. Right. We lost three 0 at home to Brentford, right. and I went away thinking, "Oh dear, things don't look too clever here." And we had our best season in our history. So, uh, and on the counter side, I think we went to Scandinavia in '94 and we won every pre-season game like 10 0 and then lost to <laughs> Liverpool six one in the first <laughs> game of the season. Yes. Um, so, so I, I do. Uh, you know, there's only so much you can read into it. I don't particularly enjoy them as Bridgie said, because it's you, you don't learn a lot. It's fitness exercise, uh, uh, you know, and the manager putting a few things in place. I mean, we've looked really good so far, but next week you've got the worst possible fixture to start the season. Really? Yeah, of course, because the one thing you don't want to do is play a promoted team on the first weekend of the season because there's no bad form. They haven't lost 10 in a row and had the... Had the uh, what would I, I'm going to pick my words carefully. The... Uh, <laughs> The the, uh, the nuts knocked out of them. That's what I mean. Because ten defeats on the bounce, or you know, ten games without a win, that creates a sort of doubt. Well, when Fulham take us on next week, they're not going to have that doubt. Like Huddersfield last season, yeah. they came here and beat us three nothing. Yeah. And you know, it's it's the the fans are going to be buoyant. It's going to be very difficult. And like I said, there's no form. There's no form guide. So that's why you get the strange games and the strange results at the start of the season. I have to say, you know, you're absolutely right and I agree. And I look at Fulham and I already think Premier League players, they're bringing in really good players. Yeah. Huddersfield last season, unknown quantity, we didn't know anything about them. Yeah. They came in and did a job. And it was, you're right, playing a, a, a new Premier League side, their first ever time in the Premier League, and they gave... All of them gave 110. Yeah. percent There was always, always other factors as well. The new formation under De Boer, well, and the thing, yeah. you know the players didn't know if they knew each other. Yeah. You'd expect Roy to let this, like he knows Fulham like the back of his hand, doesn't he? Yeah. Got him to the UEFA Cup, Europa League final. Yeah. He will say this is one of the toughest away games we could have had this season. But saying that, even any team now, Wolves away, any, give me yeah, any that's team be now. I mean, someone asked me the other day, who's my three to go down? And it's such a negative thing to say. You just don't know. Everyone seems to be doing all right, like in terms of the spending. Yeah. You just don't know. I mean, Cardiff. God, yeah, but he, he would want to go Cardiff first day. <laughs> like, like no. it, it, it's a tough first day. But all I'd say is, in terms of the promoted side, I look at Wolves, Portia Wolves, as I call them at the moment. <laughs> spent, spent well. Yeah. Fulham have signed um, your Michael Serry, who's yes. who was supposed to go to Chelsea yeah. all summer. Yeah. He's. A, now at Fulham, they've signed Alfie Mawson, who looks like a decent centre half. Yeah, completely. Yeah, they've got a new goalkeeper. They've got Mitrovic now, who yeah. they love. They've got Andre Schurler. Yeah. Don't look like a Championship side to me. Yeah. But as I say, Roy will know that. And we're, I mean, we're so, so much more organised there. You know, that De Boer thing. Huddersfield was obviously one of the low points of, of watching Palace in recent years. It was really bad. Well, the, the but we're, Frank, we're such a different team now. The Frank De Boer thing was an absolute debacle from day one. Really, I mean. He was trying to do things that were never going to work. And ultimately, your job as a manager is to get the best out of your resources. Pick a system, pick a way of playing that brings the best out of the players that you've got. And Frank De Boer didn't do that, did he? He, 
we played with a very slow, we've gone from being a counter-attacking team to a team that played with a very slow tempo. Wilf too deep receiving the ball, Townsend too deep. We, we, weren't, we weren't able to get anybody. It was just very, very, very slow, methodical build-up play. And what Roy's done, this is, I said this during the game today, I've been following Crystal Palace for 42 years. I think it's the 43rd season, this one. And this is the best football we've ever played at the level that we're playing it at, for sure. You know, we're controlled, we're organised, we know what we're doing. We've got, you know, and, and that's a sign of a good coach. Tony Pulis, I've got nothing good to say about him as a human being, but as a coach, I've got to say to you, you know what his team is because... He's that good a coach that it's very clear and all his players know what they're doing and you saw it from the work he did here. The message was there and we had a hard team to beat and so on. A sign of a good coach is where you can really put his stamp on the side and Roy's put his stamp on our side and I think we're going to do very, very well providing we probably bring one or two or three more players into the group before then, I think. Should we talk about players coming in then? Because obviously Michael Palace have made couple of signings this week, Cecchiate and Max Meyer. Good signings, really, for Palace when you think about the outspending on both of those? Cecchiate is a solid signing. You know what you're going to get. He seems. I was surprised because he was West Ham fans' favourite player a couple of years ago, so he's probably one of those players he probably needed a move. That's. I think it strengthens Palace. Max Meyer, I mean... You know, he's the new mayor of London, isn't he? <laughs> but, but, you know, you just hope there is an element of risk there, obviously. You know, there, there must be a reason why certain clubs haven't gone for him. But it's an exciting one. If it comes off, it's probably one of the, you know, signings of the summer. You know, he's, he's clearly a talented lad. Uh, and, you know, Roy has been around long enough to know if there is any kind of difficulty, in inverted commas, in him, yeah. that there's no better manager to maybe get the best out of him. So that's an exciting one. I, I can't see him being around... The starting lineup for at least two or three weeks to start with. You can't just throw a guy in who's had no pre-season yeah, yeah. and play in the Premier League. Even a guy like that with natural talent would look lost. That's just an opinion. That, you know, I might be wrong. He might start next week, but I'd be very surprised. Yeah. And I'd, I'd imagine Roy would, um, Roy would probably go with the team maybe the, who finished last season. Yeah. The only thing I would say is we're talking about also potentially a Wayne Hennessy injury because people, fat fans on Twitter were sort of saying, "Oh, he looked like he's picked Hennessy in goal." all pre-season with Guaita on the bench whereas I like I like the look of Guaita yeah. he looks like he's got a good physical stature yeah. about him so but if he if Hennessy has got injured today then obviously his choice has been made well that was also that was the reason to bring someone like Guaita in as well wasn't it yeah he, he must be injured because uh, Julian called me this morning and said he was coming to watch the game and then I saw him in his kit in the second half walking up the touchline so uh he wasn't supposed to be involved, so something has happened. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting time, and we'll see what uh, what happens this week, really, because um, you know their goalkeepers at the moment, uh, through my profession, I know are in short supply, and there's uh, dependent on how the injury is or how if it's a short-term thing. I don't guess it's too much of a problem, but. You know, if it's a long-term thing, they might have to think again because, uh, you know, there's that's a there's a lot of clubs that find it very difficult to replace goalkeepers with somebody of the right level, and you're seeing some strange things happening, like with Joe Hart going into Burnley. If that happens with Popey there and uh, Tom Heaton, so it's all quite difficult to to work out really. But you know, uh, we'll see what what happens with that one. But uh, 
it might uh, there might be a few um, a few eyebrows raised, you know, if it's a long-term thing, and we might have to do something additional. But at the moment, we don't know. I can't be too serious because he hasn't played today, and he was fine yesterday. So yeah. it must be something fairly minor, I would imagine. Well, yeah, he got I, replaced. I, he got replaced in the starting lineup. Yeah, because he was on the team sheet. He must have done it in training. Was he in the warm up? Yeah. Did he warm up today? I didn't see him warm up. But I'm sure that I saw him warm up. All oh, right, the lineup I got, he's, he was oh, starting. He was on the team sheet. Okay, so he's done something in the warm up today. Yeah. Then yeah, so um, so it's probably. But then it's pre-season friendly. They'll be ultra cautious, yeah. and so yeah. if there was any doubt, they'd be like, yeah. "You're not playing." So um, um, from a goalkeeping expert point of view, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on Nguyen today? It's the first time really Palace fans got to see him play. I've had a look at a couple of bits so far in pre-season. And uh, he seems like he's a very good shot stopper. I'm not certain on him with the crosses at the moment, I'd have to say, from the bits that I've seen. Um, but again, very difficult to come from the Spanish league to play in the Premier League because the physicality, even David De Gea, as good as he is, yeah, yeah. he took a while to um, to adapt to it. And, and for a goalkeeper, Jim, this is the hardest league to play in, in the world, bar none. Yeah. The speed, you know, you play on the continent, Italy or Spain, Keepers not physically challenged in the same way. Not every back pass is run down in the same way. The tempo and the work is, you know, it's not, it's, it's, the, the modern game is difficult for the goalkeeper, but the modern game for the goalkeeper here is very, very difficult. So we see what, uh, we'll see what comes. Um, shall we wrap up then? Because this is a very short post-match pod today because there's no, no Roy Presser today, no. which obviously made my job harder. Um, transfers then, Michael. You are, you are the man for Palace transfers. Um, you're going to be down at Celeste on... Uh, not Celeste, Copa's Cope on Thursday. Do we think we're going to see more then in the next, in the next few days? Because obviously it's the first time we've had deadline day before the season as well. Is that going to affect things? It's crazy. And it's, yeah, it's five o'clock as well. So... Um, I, I, who knows? But I, I would say I would if I was making a prediction. Uh, maybe a loan, a striker loan, maybe. Um, but if you know on the outside, which I am on the outside, if if Wilf stays and they've brought those two in this week, I still say that's a good summer. But yeah. you know, some fans always want a bit more, and you know, fair enough. I think I think there'll be more than that. To be honest, yeah, I do. I think there's a few gaps in the squad. I mean, I was thinking about another central defender as well, but. Kuyate can obviously play there because yeah, I was reminded really. today and I think well I was a bit concerned because Tompkins, Sacco, Dan Kelly all done well for us but all injury prone yeah. to a point and don't yeah. play week in week out generally yeah. so that was a concern but if you got him that would probably cover one part I think we probably are missing two more forward players within the squad as well I think we need a couple more players that can give us a bit more thrust and I wouldn't be surprised if there was a sort of, if you're talking about a strike alone if it would be somebody like Danny Ings mm. just because Roy has sort of favoured that Shane Long type of striker that stretches the opposition and stuff over his time in management certainly at West Brom so I can't see it being another one in the Wickham Sorlot uh, Benteke mould I think it would be something a bit different Ayu's Jordan Ayu's obviously been linked and there's talk of uh, Jairo Riedeval going to Swansea but I think he's uh, the latest I heard was that he was reluctant to go so I don't know whether that one's that's the info we had as well yeah come to uh, 
come to anything. Um, is that a permanent or loan loan thing? Permanent, I think. Oh, but right. that'd be a shame because I think Gyro's well, impressed a bit. Well, isn't I, well, I, I, well, I thought Ayu was coming. I thought that was pretty much on that week where it looked like Mayo and Kuate. I think it was all going to be done on in one or two days together. So it's clear that they are looking for someone of that ilk. But I thought Jordan Ayu was more of a sort of a wing winger slash well, forward than yeah. an out and out striker. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, think I think we need another player with a bit more thrust because outside Wilf and Townsend, that's probably missing. Yeah. You don't have anyone else that's a real ball carrier that can go past people. And I wouldn't rule out the Loftus Cheek thing completely because oh, really? well, only because Chelsea have got so many midfield players, and uh, from what I understand, they're quite. Uh, close on their limit with the financial fair play in terms of wages and stuff right. so it would depend I would imagine whether they can move some others perhaps first so I know that drink water's being offered around at the moment and I thought maybe that they would be prepared to loan Barkley but that hasn't been sort of uh, uh, well that hasn't come to sort of the press or the media at this point but I, I just can't see how they're going to accommodate so many of them so in the case that they've got too many, it might be, well, OK, we weren't going to do this, but we can only put X of them X in our squad, So, and there's a loan move for him, so he might be the one... You know, that's just that's no knowledge with that. I'm just working on the basis that are yeah. they going to be able to accommodate every single one of them in the squad and who else goes out? Well, Loftus-Cheek and Barkley, aren't they pretty much... They're very similar. Yes. And you'd imagine that Barkley is probably on... At least twice as much as poor old Loftus Cheek is. Yeah, yeah. As, as Lee less, less of the poor. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sure he's not that yeah. poor. No, 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 you're absolutely right <laughs> there. But in, term, but in terms of Loftus Cheek, obviously he's very popular here, yeah. but he needs to make a career decision now. He can't keep going out on loan to clubs every yeah. single year. Yeah. He's either a Chelsea player or not. He needs to sort of decide what, what his future lies because, you know, he's had his loan deals now. I mean, he had, a, you know, as much as the Palace fans loved him, him it was, he was. He had bad injuries last season, didn't he, yeah. really? Yeah. So you know there's a real player in there. Yeah. But if he goes and sits on the bench again for Chelsea, because it's all well and good Chelsea fans saying we can't wait to see him again, he's back, he's back. But if, if, if the man, new manager starts putting him on the bench for the whole season, that's another wasted year. Yeah, absolutely. That he could have spent back here getting some games and stuff. So That's, that's the difficulty, isn't it, as a, as a manager? You know, you have to have one eye on the future and the here and now as well. But the thing with the future especially if you're a Chelsea manager, you don't always have one of those. So uh, you probably have to focus on the here and now a little bit more because a few defeats you know, means you lose your job. So uh, I believe in every, every Premier League manager wins 10 games in a row, he's still six games from the sack. So um, <laughs> yeah. that, that's the reality of football, I think. So everyone has to sort of look at the here and now. But in terms of development, if you're not going to be able to use that player and you know he's going to improve for you by doing something else, that surely has to be a consideration. So I'd be interested to see, but I I think we need a few, and it depends on Soleil and Johnny Williams, of course, as well, whether their futures are here or whether they'll be outside and of the club, on loan or permanent. But again, if they do, there's two more spaces in the squad there. So uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting week, I think, at Celeste. There you go, good. Okay, I think that's a good place to end this first pre-season pod. Lads, thanks very much for, for joining me. Pleasure. No problem. Ah, I love you both. Um, good, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back with you after the Fulham game, first game of the season for the first full pod of the season. So look out for... Actually, there might be one next season. Next week. I don't know. We'll let you know. Anyway, look out for those in the usual places and we'll see you again very soon. Bye.
It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.